In the name of God, the life-giving, all-loving, and incarnate word, amen. Congregation, I invite you to be seated, and I invite our younger congregants, my Episcoposse, to come up for our family sermon. So any Episcopeeps under the age of 18 or so, come on up and sit crisscross applesauce with me here in our little homiletic zone for a reflection on the word. And I'll invite y'all, can y'all sit like semicircle here in front of me? Because I feel like last time I was doing a lot of like lateral preaching and it started to like throw my back out slightly. So this is better. Now I've got to say, I'm seriously considering pulling a total audible and pivoting to preach on that second Thessalonians reading, which uh, Charlie read so beautifully, because I feel like I could really get some mileage with you parents and revolutionize these kids' approach to chores <laughs> if we do a little scriptural shaming and draw on that second Thessalonians reading. Um, but I've got a prop, so I'm just going to stick with the original plan. So y'all, it's so good to be with you today. I've been out of town for about 10 days and I got back in town this week and y'all, I felt like I was living in a completely different place. Like Jackson seems completely transformed this week. And what, what's different about Jackson this week? Yeah, Coral? Snow, exactly. There's snow everywhere. I think it's absolutely amazing. Do y'all like snow? Yeah? What's your favorite thing about snow? Skiing, yeah, I love skiing. Give me, give me a, give me a fist bump. Skiing. What about no borders in our midst? No. What about what's your least favorite thing about snow? Blizzards. Bl what, pl blizzards, yeah. What about shoveling? Is shoveling not one of your th favorite things about snow? You, I see. You get paid for it. That's pretty sweet, man, Colton. I want your parents. I want that kind. A dollar for cleaning your back deck? Those are pretty good wages, y'all. Well, I got to tell you, I love sh shoveling snow as well. In fact, this Wednesday morning, after that big snowfall, I found myself weeping actual tears of joy as I was shoveling my driveway at 6 a.m. to realize that I am actually a Jacksonite in wintertime. It was amazing. I'm sure that luster is going to wear off after a couple more shovel sessions, but I'm with you. I love snow. And you know what? I think I love snow not just because I love skiing or because it's kind of magical, but it also reminds me of my favorite day of the year, of my favorite holiday. Christmas. Christmas. Stuart, you are on it, man. That is absolutely right. It reminds me of Christmas. Do y'all like Christmas? Yeah? What are, what are the things you love the most about Christmas? Presents? Yeah, I was waiting for that one. What else? You don't have to go to school. That's so true. Being able to sleep in. Yup. What else, Peter? Get presents. Yeah, that's worth repeating a couple times. Coral? What's that? Hot cocoa, and of course, the celebration of the birth of our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's always a wonderful thing about Christmas. But you know what? I was wondering, I mean, Christmas always makes me feel so much joy. And I was thinking about why Christmas feels so special because the snowfall does just put me in kind of a Christmas state of mind. And you know what I realized? One of the things that actually I think makes Christmas so special is that it only happens once a year. 
I mean, there are all these things we love about Christmas, and I think my least favorite thing about Christmas is that it ends. It feels like the 26th of December is such a sad day. But I was thinking about the fact that if Christmas were every day, then December 25th wouldn't feel that special. Plus, we'd all probably go a little bit crazy from all the Bing Crosby and all the Mariah Carey Christmas carols going year by year or going day after day, year long. But sometimes in life, things are really sweet and really beautiful and give us joy because they're special, because they only come around every so often. And that's kind of what Jesus is talking about in his lesson with his disciples today. I don't know if y'all listened very closely to that story that we heard um, Reverend Christie read just a couple minutes ago, but in this story, Jesus and all of his friends, his students, they're going to a big holiday party, kind of like a Christmas party. Hey, baby. And they are in this very holy city called Jerusalem, and they're at this place called the temple. And the temple is kind of like the biggest church around for that Jewish community. And people say that it's this amazing, magnificent place. Have y'all ever been to the Jackson Hole High School football field? Yeah, it's pretty big, huh? Well, this church, this temple, is like 10 of those next to each other. It was as big as 10 football fields. What about, have y'all been to the Antler Arch in Town Square? Yeah, imagine 10 of those stacked on top of each other. That's how big this temple was. And it's, it's got marble on the outside. So from a distance, it looks like a mountain. It's got big gold doors. And when the sun hit them, it was so bright, you'd have to turn your eyes away because it would hurt your eyes like looking into the sun. And all of these friends of Jesus, they're from the country. So when they are looking at this temple, they're absolutely amazed. It's probably the feeling that a Texan like me gets when he first looks at the Grand Tetons. You know, it's like, this thing is absolutely amazing. It's so overwhelmingly beautiful. And so they're talking about this with Jesus and they say, Jesus, the temple is such a beautiful, amazing thing. And then did you hear what Jesus said to them? He said, you know what? It is amazing, but at some point, all these stones that you see making the temple are gonna fall down. At some point, this temple is gonna be gone because things that we make with our hands only last for so long. At some point, all the beautiful things that we try to create and make fall away. And what Jesus is saying, I think the lesson he wants his disciples to know is that God doesn't just live in temples. And people had made this beautiful big structure to celebrate God's beauty and God's goodness. And Jesus is saying to them, y'all, God is everywhere. God's goodness, God's beauty is everywhere in the world that you look. You just have to train yourself to be able to see God's presence everywhere around you, in everything and in everyone. And it's kind of like that with Christmas time. You know, we might be sad when Christmas ends, but the thing is, every day has some bit of goodness in it. Even if we feel sad, there's always something that we can celebrate and something we can give thanks for. And so what I want us to do, this is kind of a season of giving thanks, right? We're about to have a Thanksgiving meal after church, and then Thanksgiving itself comes in a couple weeks. And what I want us to do is practice 
the next couple weeks seeing the world like Jesus sees it, to see everything and every person as filled with God's presence and God's beauty. And I have a special gift for you to help you with this practice. Back toward the end of the, at the back of the church here, I've got all these little notebooks that I bought lovingly just for all of you. And what I'm gonna invite y'all to do is to take these home with you and every single day, write down three different things that show you God in your life. Maybe three things you're thankful for, three things that make you feel amazed or delighted. But here's the catch. I don't want you to repeat yourself because it's so easy to give thanks for our families, for the fact that we have good homes, the fact that we have nice food to eat every day, that we have this church to go to. But if you name three different things each day that you're thankful for, it forces you to sort of develop a little bit of a gratitude muscle and to become even better at seeing all the places where God is at work in the world around you. And if you bring me a full notebook by Thanksgiving, with three different things you're grateful for every day, I'm gonna give you a very special present. There's, there's nothing like a bribe to incentivize you to, to form yourself spiritually. It's not gonna be candy, it's gonna be something even cooler. And if y'all were at Kids Night Out, you remember there was that little toy we were playing with toward the end? It may be something like that. So parents, you could all help us with this as well. I think that there are even some extra notebooks in the back and I can always go to the Dollar Tree and buy more if I need to. So perhaps as a family, y'all can practice cultivating this different way of experiencing God's grace and beauty in the world around you. Cultivate a little bit of gratitude through Thanksgiving and even beyond. Yeah, Bibi? You can absolutely do more than three. You know, nothing would make my heart sing more. I would love to see you do more than three. And y'all, in fact, when we gather in just a couple minutes for communion and we take God into our hands and we have this, this special bread and wine and this meal together, that's actually called the great Thanksgiving. So that's one more way for us to remember how much God loves us and that God is present even in the bread, even in the wine, everything around us. So to that, I think we can say amen. What do y'all think? All right, amen. All right, friends, I'll see you back up here for communion. Thanks for helping me out. Charlie, you want one? There you go, buddy.